and welcome back to the Regular Girl Podcast. I'm Kelly Smith, and this is the companion to the Regular Girl book, 365 Devotions to Remember the Truth of the Gospel. Today's entry is titled, In the Fire. He exclaimed, Look, I see four men, not tied, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Daniel chapter 3, verse 25. I lived a long time knowing God's name and really thought I knew him. I really did. I could say with an academic knowledge that he was a good God and that I was a child of God. I could spout off all the typical churchy things we know having grown up in this area of the world. And if you're not in the area where I am, I'm talking about the South, the great state of Mississippi. I knew a lot, but what I've come to realize is that you can know a person by name and never actually really know them. When we know a person by name alone, we may have certain assumptions about that person. Perhaps others have helped shape those assumptions by telling us things they heard about so-and-so, or even their own personal experience with that person, good or bad. It's not until we really take the time to get to know them that we begin to see how much about them really lines up with what we've heard and what we assumed. When I realized that I knew God by name alone, I honestly just felt like I owed it to him to pursue him so I could learn more. We'd had many, many conversations throughout my life. We talked a lot, or so I thought, until I realized that it was really me doing all of the talking. It clicked one day that maybe I didn't really know him at all, and perhaps I should stop talking so much. There's a reason God gave us two ears, two eyes, and one mouth, after all. So I started to use those two ears to listen to him. I used my two eyes to read his word, and then I humbled myself, and all of my requests and desires and chatter and pressed my two hands together to ask him to tell me all about him. And then my mother-in-law was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And of the one to three month prognosis the doctors gave her, we had one month and two days. That one month and two days was the most blessed time in my life because friends, we, we have been in the fire and come out without a lick of smoke to our frames. I have felt the peace that surpasses all understanding as I gave her so many doses of liquid morphine and Ativan to ease her suffering. I watched her breathing go from strangled and struggled to shallow but calm. I held her hand as I watched death creep into her body and slowly move her from this place to the arms of Jesus. The last 32 hours of her life I saw every single hour on the clock as I woke through the night and day to handle the next task of changing, returning, or medicine. When you're that plugged in to the needs of the dying, something happens to you and you really do forget to care about yourself or how you feel. For the believer, you are watching a transition into what we've waited our whole lives for. Had it not been for the hand of God himself, the sadness and the overwhelm of the attention and care that was needed would have overtaken us. But it didn't. We survived. More than that, we were able to spend time with our Savior in a way that you just can't compare when living is easy. This is why we can consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. Nothing compares to feeling held by the Lord. Nothing. Obviously, 
I have a hard time talking about my mother-in-law. And I'm going to grab some Kleenex while I'm talking to you. But I have a hard time talking about my mother-in-law without getting really uh, teary-eyed. And as you can hear, my throat catches in my voice. But it's because I remember how close the Lord felt to us. And yes, there's sadness because we feel the loss of her every single day. We miss her terribly. But more than that, there is a joy in my heart for having been able to witness that transition of knowing she had lived her whole life waiting to meet Jesus and to be there at the moment when she crossed over. It was just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And to know that the Holy Spirit was there in that room in such a tangible way. Oh, it moves me every time I think of it. And so, yes, there's grief and sadness, and I, I don't think it ever goes away, honestly. I think that as time goes on, you find a way to place that grief in places that help you cope, but I just don't think that the grief ever goes away. I think it's always with you. But I think it can be a beautiful thing because it reminds us of how much we loved a person. And I don't think that should ever go away. I think that if we love someone, we should always feel their absence. We should always feel that pain that they're no longer with us. But we also rejoice for the Christian. We rejoice that they are no longer in a place where anything bad can get them. We will never get another phone call that she has cancer again. We just won't because she's safe in the arms of Jesus. And I take great joy and reassurance in that. Have you been through a season like that? I would love to hear about it if you'd be so kind to share. I think that there is so much to be learned from each other through our seasons of suffering and grief. And there is a difference in the response that others give to us and we are able to give to others when we have walked through the same fire as they have. So as always, I really thank the, thank you that you're here. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll come back again soon.